Hi, this is Josh from the Josh in Japan podcast. And when I'm not too busy eating my sushi and drinking my Asahi super dry beer, I'm listening to You Are the Guest with Bill Grady. Uh, my, my attorneys say that I need to ask everybody this question before we start the podcast, and it is this. Do I have your permission to record your voice and use it in whole or in part in an upcoming version of You Are the Guest? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, but you know what, Charlie? We don't have an attorney. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, and welcome to show 14 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Jerusalem. Welcome, Charlie and Carol. Hi, hey, Bill. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Well, I mean, there. There, oh, with here. You. Here. In the, in the potosphere. Oh, God, I hate that word. I know, but it's the only one I could think of. Well, of course, you don't live in the potosphere. You live in Israel. So so tell me about yourself and tell me about where you live. You want to go first? Charlie's looking at me like, okay, do you want to go first? Oh, I don't know. Um, about myself? Sure. Um, I personally, I, I like long walks on the beach, starry nights, poetry. I'm a nurse uh, during the day, podcaster on Fridays. Um, we live in, uh, We live just outside of Jerusalem. In a place called Sura Hadassah. Um, it's actually, it's. Uh, I guess it would be considered a suburb of Jerusalem. It's just outside Jerusalem, southeast of Jerusalem, way up in the mountains. It's gorgeous, just gorgeous up here. Have you always lived in Israel? No, we have not. No, we moved here nine years ago. From yes. Chicago. From Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Carol is from New York. But, I mean, before here, I'm not I apologizing from for either of those things. Chicago is a beautiful city. New York is a great city. I love New York. Wouldn't want to live there because I like quiet. But, uh, and uh, Chicago is beautiful, but the weather sucks. How big was the decision to move? Um, I guess it was huge. I, I mean, um, you know, cha- changing countries isn't exactly like, you know, changing uh, cities, I guess. Um, our family, you know, in Chicago, uh, it, there were mixed reactions, you yes. know. They still blame me. Yeah, well, but that's because I blamed Carol, actually. So, yeah, it was, it was a, once we got my mother's head out of the oven, I think things went much smoother. <laughs> so, so are you a comedian by, uh, by trade, Charlie? <laughs> or birth or whatever. Yeah. yeah, trade birth, you know. Uh yeah, yeah. That's uh that's uh, pretty much what I do here also. I did that uh in the States for several years, I think five, five, six years I while know. I was Ta- in the States. Time flies. That's what I did for a living. I traveled all around the country, um you know, clubs, colleges, that kind of thing. What's the wackiest thing about living in Israel? Oh, God, where do you begin? 
I, but you know what? I think we don't look at it anymore the same as when we first moved here. I think the wackiness was more, we were able to see it more clearer when we first moved here. Yeah, I guess. It's not, you know what, when I, when I first moved here, I, I wrote an email to another friend of mine in, in Chicago who is a comedian, and I just wrote to him, and I said, there's just too much comedy here for one stand-up comedian. Uh, I don't know. The, the people drive like maniacs here. I think that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, where more people have actually died in traffic accidents than in the wars and terrorist attacks. That's how crazy they drive in this okay, country. Okay, that's not funny. It's not funny, but oh. it's crazy. Okay. Okay. Um, bank stories are... are Every, the banking system is crazy. Everything here. If if you don't have a sense of humor here, you will be eaten alive. You have a personal relationship with your banker here. You can go to your bank, your the teller that takes care of you most of the time, and you can say... Listen, I'm writing a check. I'm not covered yet for it. Do me a favor and let it go through. And they will. Sounds like a small town in Iowa, because that's what we do here. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, the, the, this entire country is like living in Mayberry. So I live in Iowa. It's just like living in Israel. But Yeah. Exactly. I know we'd have to ask. You know, one of our one of my favorite listeners for our podcast is from Iowa, Jim from Iowa. I have to mention him on your show, and uh, we'll have to ask him. Carol's the only person that I know that gives our listeners plugs. I he's just so nice. That's right. That that's a personal relationship with your audience. I think that's great. <laughs> Tell me about the sobering reality, though, of living in Israel. It's less sobering than you would think. I think. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, it's a great place to raise kids. As, as we, that may sound very strange to you, but uh, my kids have freedom that they would never have in the States. One of, one of the things that we hear a lot about uh, Israelism's podcast is that it gives people a completely different perspective on not only uh, Israel in the political sense, but also in the everyday sense, because what people hear and read about in the papers about Israel is that, I mean, we're like living in some war-torn, you know, um, um, pressure-packed situation, and it's just not like that. And I, I mean, we are, I mean, but we are, but we're not. Well, um, yeah, I mean, listen, everybody is, you know, no matter where you live. And I think that that's what surprises people the most is the sameness of uh, of Israel as compared to every other place. Except kids do have more freedom here. Oh, yeah. No, it's much more. I'll I mean, tell you something. It's safer. It's in safer the living States, here. In the States, when uh, the kids, you know, our girls were little, I had to know where they were every second, and I had to be able to see them if we were in a crowded place. When we lived you don't in the have, States. When we lived in the States. And here it's very different. And here I had to kind of learn to let go, relax. It's okay. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to them. Here we, we have no idea where our kids are at any given moment. And personally, I prefer it that way. And I actually sleep well at night when they go out at night. As a matter of fact, I've tried changing the locks on the doors and moved without telling them. And that hasn't really worked, has it? They've found us every time. And they keep climbing in through the window. They're 
they've become really good as they've gotten older. This is going to be a very interesting interview because I don't know when you're being serious or when you're being funny. (laughs) But we did have to promise the kids that we would buy them a dog when we moved here. They were 9 and 12 at the time. And uh, we had a house in the States, but I I kept telling them, when we get a bigger place, we'll get a dog. And then when we moved here, we moved to an apartment first. And we got a dog, so they always thought that was a little bit strange. What's the dog's name? Dog's name is Max, but now we already we've got two dogs and a cat in the meantime. Cat's name is The cat's name is Smelly. <laughs> There's a story to that. Well, we found the cat and it was It found us. Yeah. It came into our yard. So you've got Max and I, Smelly as your and pets. And Elvis. Now we also have Elvis. Elvis is a dog another, another dog. It's a stray dog that one of our daughters found as a small puppy. She either found him or took him or... We're not quite sure. Whatever. We don't like to ask a lot of questions. What's the biggest news story of the day in Israel? Um, the White Sox are winning. Israel, Charlie. Oh, Israel. I thought me personally. No. I'm sorry. No, no. The, the world, the universe does not center around you all the time. Just really? I know, it's shocking. Thank God we're on this show. I would have never known. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Um, the biggest news story today, let me think. God. You know what the great thing is, I think, is that there is no big news story today, and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> we're living in a place that really is news-centered. The, uh, this is actually a fact, is that the average Israeli um, subscribes to two-and-a-half newspapers a day. And I've looked on newsstands, and I've never actually found that half of a paper. Um, but everybody is involved in the news in the day, and, and, and politics here is, I mean, thank God for the politics here, otherwise I wouldn't have an act. Um, yeah, things are kind of quiet now. I mean, we're out of uh, Gaza. Yeah. The disengagement part is over. I guess Sharon trying to be overthrown by his own political party. <laughs> it's kind of newsworthy. <laughs> um, the Palestinians are fighting amongst themselves at this point. Yeah, which so is kind of a break for us. That's kind of been quiet for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, it, it kind of makes me nervous when it's slow news days because then Carol Carol and I have absolutely nothing to talk about on Fridays on our podcast. Oh, I'm already set for talk. Oh, really? You've got your notes already? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. She she is always so prepared, Bill. That's good. At least, at least somebody has, has got the I's dotted and the D's crossed. I know. Somebody, I know. It's a tough job, and somebody's got to do it. I go in there with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this. How, how does the average Israeli citizen see American foreign policy as it's being played out in the Middle East? We're actually passing around a petition to get in as the 51st state before Puerto Rico. Bada boom, bada Um. bing. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like, you know, we're part of the United States. And that's not a bad thing. We love the United States. Um, No, the United States serves a a great purpose in that um, sometimes it gives us or the, the political process to shove that we need. And uh, and also the support thing. and not necessarily the shove. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the support, because, you know, besides the United States, all we've got is Micronesia. And I still haven't been able to find them on the world globe. And for anybody, Micronesia always votes pro-Israel in the U.N. for some reason. And we appreciate it, Micronesia. Yes, wherever Um, they are. I think, though, Israelis, uh, they worried about the states when they got into the war in Iraq. The Israelis were worried for the Americans. Um, because they weren't sure that the United States knew what they were getting into. You know, they they knew that the United States could win the war, you know, to kick Saddam out, but they were worried about, you know, afterwards. And rightfully so. It's uh, not that easy. How do you see the afterwards, which is what we're in right now, playing out? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man um i don't know i, I you know good question i have no idea it's uh, and and i think that um if you ask any israeli they'll, they'll give you the same reaction is you know we don't know first of all we we're so involved in you know what's going on here with the palestinians and and the economy and things like that we don't even we try not to even offer up an opinion on what the United States should do in, in, in their Middle East. What situation. country are you living in? What? Israelis don't have an opinion, or is it we as me and you? No, no, no. A, an opinion on what the United States should do in Iraq. I would say that they should, they've got to clean out the insurgents, would be the opinion of the Israelis. And... Um, as soon as they can get them to get a government together and a constitution and an army, then get out. But they've got to be tough and clean out the insurgents. There's, you know, it, I don't think there's any other way around it. In your opinion, how will the Middle East look once the Americans have left Iraq? Hopefully there will be a democracy in Iraq. Hopefully, if the Palestinians are smart enough, there will be a democracy in a country that hopefully they will try and build instead of uh, doing what they're doing now. And then hopefully the others will fall into place. Um, Egypt is making teeny tiny baby steps. Jordan, I think, is baby steps. And countries like Syria and Iran are going to be forced to. That's best case scenario. That's a, Yeah, obviously. Now... Realistically, in my nice little world. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, I don't, I don't see it changing much. I really don't, because you're you're dealing with um, a, a tribal uh, system when you're talking about Arab countries, and any time that you're dealing with that, um, it's it's a whole nother ballgame. Tell me about your first trip to Israel. What was that like? First trip ever? First trip ever. That's where we met. That's where we met many, 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 about 2,000 years ago, actually. It was, We're well preserved. <laughs> it was, Moses said, come on, we're getting out of here. <laughs> and Carol and I said, yeah, we're tired of Egypt, let's go. Um, yeah, we, um, it was our first year of college. Right was spent we, here. But we uh, met in the airport in Paris. Well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, to make, you know, an exciting story short, 
um, we were on the same program the year after high school that we actually met here. And then we went back to the States after a year and spent many years apart. apart. <laughs> One thing led to another, and here we are. <laughs> so now that you're living in Israel, tell me, tell me some comparisons. First of all, what are the taxes like in Israel compared to what you paid in the U.S.? Um, <laughs> taxes are high here, I can Let's tell you see. that. But it's not, yeah. they don't have... You don't have to fill out your income tax every year. No, because they take they, it, just, they take it from you as you're walking out of work. And <laughs> I mean, from the government with a cash register. That paycheck is so unbelievably. Lo- I mean, there's just so much written on your pay stub. I can't. I don't even bother to figure it out anymore. Right. Right. No. There's an old saying: is that if you want to make a small fortune in Israel, come here with a large one. <laughs> What's the crime rate like? Uh, you, we've talked a little bit about that. So, I mean, your kids are safe. You feel safe. Is it always been that way? Uh, yeah, probably in the years previous, probably even more safer. So. Yeah. Not only that, what we don't have here is random crime. Is nobody is just like killed by some serial killer, or you know, or you walk down the street and get it's it's those random acts of crime that we don't have. Right. Yes. They they they're much better at planning here. No, but also it's such a small country. You know, like where where are these guys going to run? Where the hell are you going to run? You know, (laughs) it's not like they can run too far. You're in Egypt. You know, (laughs) it's not exactly where you want to (laughs) go. It's a, you know, to give you an idea of how small this country is, is that the, every year, you know, I don't know if you're a runner or not, but every year they have the Jerusalem Marathon. It's, it's actually technically only a half marathon. And m- my opinion is because if they had the full marathon, you would wind up like in an enemy country. <laughs> now, there's some old joke about uh, some guy... Bert, you know, coming in and stealing from some other guy. And then the uh, guy wakes up in the middle of the night and the thief is there. And then it's like, hey, I know you because they were in the army together because this is such a small country. Everybody knows. It's unbelievable how people know each other. It sounds like Iowa. You keep, you keep reminding <laughs> me that it's like Iowa. We could have moved to Iowa, except I think the weather here is a little better. I'm not sure. Here, here, here are the final five questions. What's the biggest Israeli pastime? Soccer. Really? Yeah, what, were you, what would you say? Um, I was listening to Israelisms. Um, <laughs> no, huh? I'm probably not, not yet anyway. Uh, biggest Israeli pastime? Yeah. Arguing politics. Yeah, arguing politics. Arguing about anything, actually. True. But soccer is right up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I still hate soccer. What's the Hebrew word for idiot? (laughs) (laughs) That would be debil. (laughs) Or tembo is more. They don't use debil that that often. What's the most popular American TV show in Israel? We have a lot of them, actually. Yeah, because our late. What's our favorite? 
what's our latest favorite? Would you say Boston Legal is our um, latest or Ed? Yeah, you guys probably don't even have Ed anymore, do you? And we just started getting it. No, Ed, Ed's been off a while. <laughs> yeah. We love it. But uh, Boston Legal, I would um, say, is there. In, yeah, in this everybody house. knows about Raymond. Yeah, but that's already off the air. But, I mean, as far as what we watch. No, but he's talking about in Israel. Uh. You know what, what was funny is that um, a lot of Israelis got involved in um, American Idol, which I thought was, was kind of funny. Your most favorite holiday in Israel? Fourth of July. Oh no. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, uh, Independence Day is is a fun day. Yeah. Um, Purim is fun though because it's kind of you know what to see the little kids getting dressed up. Yeah, Purim is is. No, no, no I know what my favorite holiday. holiday is. What used to be Lagba Omer. Oh, where they the country on fire. I can't get into the whole meaning behind the holiday, but um, kids stay out all night. They build bonfires. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and there's like this haze over the whole country. Everything smells like smoke. I mean, like you go into your closet and there's like an ash smell. And kids like the whole couple of weeks before start gathering wood from everywhere. So you yeah. got to watch, you know, make sure your coffee table is You have your to house. hide your wooden furniture. Sounds like homecoming week in Iowa. There you go. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, except... On a much grander scale, like every other block, there's like a homecoming bonfire going on. And finally, what's the uh, biggest misconception most people have about living in Israel? Um, that it's dangerous. <laughs> that, that's really an easy one. Yeah, you know? I have to agree with that one. That it's dangerous because the funniest thing in the world is when, when, when you listen to Israelis talk, and somebody will be going to New York, they'll tell them, listen, be careful. And if you go to the States, you tell them that you're going to Israel, and you get the exact same reaction. No, you get more of, are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a great country. The people here are wonderful. They're warm. They're um, passionate. Yeah. Friendly. Friendly, pushy, obnoxious, loud. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, you know. we love them. Yes. <laughs> As if they were our own. Well, here here comes the most dangerous part of the interview, and this is oh, be- no. because you guys are, are a real hoot. I mean, I'm just, through this whole thing, I've just been chuckling behind the mic. I'm sure it comes out. But we're going to go ahead and do Ask Bill 3. This is where I'm going to give you guys the table, and you get to ask me three questions about anything, so fire away. And by the way, Excellent. we haven't previewed these questions either, so I have no idea what you're <laughs> going to ask me. That's right. So these are three questions for Bill. Here's Do my we get first. three separate ones? or did, did you have questions also? You, you each get one point. One. Okay. You each get 1.5. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. My first one is, Bill, you have a great broadcasting voice. But tell us, what does your real voice sound like? Well, what you hear is what you get. No, come on, seriously. No, seriously. It's probably some like high pitched thirteen year old. Uh, well, come I, on, do a real voice for us, Bill. Well, I can do like the uh, what would be the uh, tea kettle ladies from Monty Python. <laughs> Hello, what, good you... people of Israel. 
Something there you like go. that. Excellent. Okay. See? That's what you really sound like, isn't it? That's right. Hello. Hello. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> That's, I knew it. I knew it. That's that a one? great voice. I was just going to ask you who you voted for, Bush or Kerry. Bush. <laughs> um, so did I, but. Uh, Kerry, you know, just didn't have any real good plans. You know, a lot of people in Iowa voted for for Kerry the, in the caucuses. Mm-hmm. But uh, then Bush carried the day. So, uh, from what I can see, after the election, he's kind of like, uh, kind of like a poor loser, and he's just—he always has to throw his his two cents in worth and do his criticism. So, because of that, I'm glad he's not president. Now, isn't the—and this isn't a, a bill question—but isn't the plural of caucus cockeye? It's cuckoo. Cuckoo. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, and the third question. Here's a political question, Bill, because I know, you know, according to your show, because I've listened to a few of them, you're not afraid to get controversial. So if Condoleezza Rice, okay, you, you, you know who she is, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Because I don't want to throw you a curve or anything. If Condoleezza Rice was a character on the Brady Bunch, who would she be and Why? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> How did I know? No way would she stand for being in the middle. So the only way that she would ever fit into the Brady Bunch would be Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Same question back to you. Whoa. Um, I, I would have to say... Um, now, who's that? The cook? The one yeah, the that, housekeeper. What was her name? Alice. 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 She would have to be Alice because um, she's constantly uh, cleaning up everybody's messes. Good one. Very good. I was going to think maybe Mrs. Brady because she is kind of, you know, stately, and but I like your answer better. Well, thank you. This is a first. Yeah, we agree. Whoa. I hope our listeners are listening. <laughs> Or maybe they shouldn't listen. Yeah, they right. Shouldn't, yeah, they shouldn't expect this too much. Yeah, I know. Ruin our reputation if we start agreeing. Well, why don't you tell a little bit about your podcast and about how you got it started? Charlie, I... The, the way that we started it, I mean, obviously, you know, I've been in entertainment in some form or another for like the last 15, 16 years. And... Uh, when I found out about podcasting, when was it? When did we do our first podcast? March. Beginning March. of March. Beginning of March. We've done 30-some-odd mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, so I, I, I read about it on, on the Internet, and I'm thinking, you know what? I could do this. And, I'm, and, and I used to actually, way back when, I used to have um, – like a, a comedy site called Israelisms, in which I did some multimedia stuff, some this and that. So I figured, okay, I was going to do Israelisms again, except podcasting really gave me the, uh, I guess, the format, the venue, to do it how I've always wanted to do it. And, uh, and it was just too perfect, except I didn't want to just do it myself. Now, Carol and I, believe it or not, what you, 
in many, many situations, what you hear on the podcast is really real life with Carol and myself. And I thought that would be really funny, except Carol would never, ever talk in front of people. And uh, Hard to believe now. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, like, she would never even but there's go nobody, to comedy I mean, shows with me for fear that she would have to talk to some of the audience afterwards. Not that, no. That, that, now you're exaggerating. Carol, I told you, when I start making stuff up, you have to agree with me. Okay. So... So anyway, so basically what happened is that, is, is that I handed her... Yeah, you didn't give me time to think about no, it. No, I handed her the headphones and a microphone, and I said, here, sit down, let's talk. And that's really how the first one started. And she, <laughs> and then she got hooked, and now she's just a crazy woman with the whole thing. I mean, she's out getting you know votes at Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle and hounding me about, you know, what we're going to do for the next show. And she's amazed. It's like, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a drug for her. Actually, she's, she's going to go to podcast rehab soon. We just get such nice. I mean, people are so nice. We get such nice uh, responses from people. They enjoy it. So I like to yeah, you well, know, make we people expect, happy. We, we didn't expect uh, the reaction that we've gotten. We did. We certainly didn't expect the numbers the huge audience that, we, the, that we've received. And we get people from, I mean, every, from we, some guy in Singapore. Yeah, from um, Norway. Norway. From Japan. Japan, Jewish, Christian, everything. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's really, we've, we've overshot all of our expect. We, we had no expectations, so anything would have overshot it. But we had no idea that it was going to uh, be as popular, as successful as it is. And we're really grateful. And we just, you know, now we just want it to keep getting bigger. So how can people find out about your show? Where can they go to listen to Israelisms? Well, see, that's the thing, Bill. It's invitation only. <laughs> we have a very select crowd. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> no, we'll take anybody. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know it was one or the other. <laughs> and we like people that have opinions. We like to hear, you know, even when they don't agree with us. It's so you, you can find us at uh, www.israelisms.com. And there it's got all the descriptions about, you know, how you can subscribe and, you know, through iTunes and uh, Podcast Pickle and, 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 and all the rest of them. But it's israelisms.com. Thank you so much for being our guest here on You Are the Guest. Good luck with your podcast, and good luck with Smelly the Cat. <laughs> Thanks, Bill, and good luck to you. Thanks for inviting us. We really had a great time. Yeah, and it was nice to meet you. Now I know two people in Iowa. <laughs> if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. There it is. That's show 14 of You Are the Guest. And taking us out are two songs from the Poncho Ponsafe Music Network. From Washington, we have the Super Suckers with Sleepy Vampire. But first, from Aberdeen, South Dakota, here's Darren Jeffrey with Feeling California. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.